0: Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. I faced it all and I stood tall, and did
1: it my way. Dallas Estate Planning and Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen and I, the co host Don Crawford Jr., the very blessed owner of KWM Radio, welcome you to another Estate Planning Essentials program indefatigably determined to protecting your family, your assets, and you. And our greet our legal expert and co-host with the usual very deep statement. Hello,
2: Michael. Hello, Don. Happy Fourth. Um, hope everybody's having a good holiday or had a good holiday. Uh, and uh, we look forward to this show and talking about different things that may affect a lot of people. Exactly. Couldn't
1: agree more. July 4th is all about freedom and independence. That's why it's called Independence Day. We live in the greatest country in the world. We have since we were born, and we salute all those individuals who fought so bravely for us in order for us to have those values, those benefits, and those freedoms that so many others around the world have never been able to enjoy. So... Thank you, men and women, for all you do for Michael and me and producer Jennifer and everyone that listened to this program, which today, Michael, we're going to talk about uh, a topic that is rather sensitive, but something that's real and honest that you want to address, because it can be very complicated when it comes to estate planning.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter what somebody's beliefs may be, but the real world is that many more people are living together. Uh, It's just... Uh, has probably at least tripled in the last oh, two decades. Uh, uh, I think the last time I saw there was at least 18 million uh, people who uh, were unmarried partners that were living together.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and even a lot of people who were elderly uh, has increased too because they don't want to get things complicated by marriage or whatever his kids, your kids, you know, whatever, his and her kids. Uh, it could get really complicated. So, uh, as a result, we have to talk about reality, and this is the world that we may li- be living in. So, uh, so again, it's it's um, something that we have to consider uh, because it's could create a lot of complicated situations and challenges, yeah. and uh, we need to plan, just like anybody needs to plan, but in particular, those who are not married. And there's three basic types of categories that people have to consider, uh, when they are, uh, unmarried that they should, uh, consider number one is inheritance. Number two is incapacity. And then of course we have to think about end of life planning as well. So those are the three, I guess you call it categories. So I guess first let's kind of talk about inheritance. Um, you know, if you don't have any plan at all, let's say you've been living with the same person for a decade, and you wanted at least some of those assets to go, to, your assets to go to uh, your significant other. Obviously, if you do not do any planning at all, it's going to go to the family of origin. Uh, so, uh, your assets uh, would go to whoever your if you're not married and didn't or never had children, uh, then it would go to your parents. Sometimes you might be even estranged from your parents, but it would go to those parents because it goes by laws of intestacy. In other words, if you didn't have a will,
1: and that's the, the uh, point of so, the program too, Michael, that we talked about beforehand about being realistic and you know the audience has uh, vast traditional, old-fashioned values when it comes to marriage and that kind of thing, but The reality is that uh, many people, children, grandchildren, are choosing to live together, and if they don't necessarily understand the laws, uh, they're going to get in trouble. And the one thing is, I don't think, um, or I do know the realities are that not everyone, or most people, on the other hand, do have some estranged family members. Nothing's perfect. And when you passed, Michael's point is that it could go to not just parents, it could go to brothers, sisters, cousins, Whoever's there in that family circle could inherit some of your assets, and I'm not sure most people want that, Michael.
2: Yeah, I know. Just I'll tell you a situation, of, and a, a friend of mine, I'll just say it that way. Um, and he's been living with uh, his significant other for a decade or more. Uh, he has a well-to-do father uh, and um, who is divorced from mom. Let's say the well to do father um, leaves everything to the friend, and the friend had done no estate planning. And let's say he's estranged from his mom. Well, so, well to do a friend who had done no planning, if he happened to die before the mom, who he's estranged from, everything would go. To The estranged mom, and not even nothing, would have been go to the person that he may have loved, whether you disagree or disagree with the concept of marriage. That right. may be, not have been what my friend would have wanted to have occur. Right. Or it could have been going to siblings that uh, he may or may not be uh, have a good relationship with. So what would you rather do? person who failed the plan is leaving it up to chance and not going, taking care of the person that, uh, you know, who they they may think in their mind that they're, you know, uh, they just haven't concept, they haven't been married in the formal sense, and in, uh, whether uh, we, you know, certainly I believe in the concept of marriage. I've been married for a long time, so I'm not making any kind of uh, judgment or anything right. like that, but we have to, feel, the real world is that more and more people, are living together and they need, just need to plan, and yeah. is all I'm saying. And so, because uh, you're going to leave it up to the state of Texas to determine how your assets go, or are you going to take the bull by the horns?
1: Right. Well, I not walk so, out the walk outside and just hand all of your money or your assets over to someone, first person you see walking down the street, or just throw it out the window? I mean, that's almost better sometimes than giving it to someone with whom you're estranged. So I I think this applies to almost everyone, if not everyone that's listening to the program.
2: Yeah. So obviously, as far as uh, on inheritance, well, there's three basic ways that you could have things go. One is by will, another is by trust, and another is by beneficiary designations. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Of course, if you have a will uh, in Texas, it's pretty simple to probate a will. But, you know, if you have um, the the problem on an unmarried couple situation is if, you know, let's say the relatives don't like the fact that you give things uh, by will to whomever, let's say the significant other, uh, it would probably be easier to contest. It's not to say you can't contest a trust, but it could be or a beneficiary designation for even for that matter, perhaps. Uh, but uh, it, if depending upon capacity and, and you know some other issues that are equitable arguments, but uh, generally uh, it is it's easier to contest a will. Uh, than otherwise. So, uh, so sometimes, although a lot of people have wills, it's better to have a will than not to have a will. We, we, uh, and sometimes even in having a trust. Remember, we talked about. Uh, let's see, it was a couple weeks ago. Show about Charlie Pride's yep. secret son, and they had a trust, but they also had a pour-over will, and they had to probate the will even though they had a trust because several million dollars. Uh, was not in the trust. Mm-hmm. The biggest mistake on, on revocable living trust is failing to retitle the assets in the name of the trust mm-hmm. um, any, in any event. So usually you have a, a will even when you have a revocable living trust uh, in case there's an error or in case people fail to retitle the assets into the name of the trust on assets do not have beneficiary designations. So uh, a will is—it's—it's it's good to have a will, um, and it's especially if there's a uh, guardian that needs to be appointed for any minor children. Um, the you know when it goes through probate, though, you have to go by the laws of the state. Uh, you have to give notice to all the beneficiaries. You have to. You know, there's a court hearing. You have to approve up the will. You know, a lot of times there's wills that are not good. I, I got a will this week um, that had been done by a law firm, and I looked at the will, and unfortunately, uh, there's there's in, in the will it had two spots for the person who was uh, will it was, uh, who, uh, the testator's will. Uh, had a, he signed where it said what's called a self proving affidavit saying that this was his uh, signed uh, by, by four, or two witnesses who could mm-hmm. validate the will so they don't have to go to court. However, the first spot was saying that this is his last will. So mm. it's invalid. It's an wow. invalid will. Right. He, didn't, he didn't sign. Mm. Um, so um, we're going to have to go to plan B. Uh, in this case, uh, the good news is, although I'm going to have to find out more facts from the client, uh, the, there may be a way to, because the estate was small, uh, it was under 75000 so we might be able to get a small estate's affidavit in order from the court. Uh, so sometimes when you have a small estate and you need to transfer some asset, then um if the estate is under 75000 then you could fill out the information without having uh, the difficulties of an heirship determination, which means that if you had no will at all or had no beneficiary destinations or trust or any other type of estate planning for inheritance, then you have to go to court to determine heirship. We're doing one right now, I, I, and the heirship determination could take a long time, I'm we have one going on right now, and it's because of having to get witnesses and saying that these are the people and how long they knew the deceased and these are the only relatives and the court appoints an, an ad litem to represent the unknown heirs. And so you have to go through all this whole and who's going to be in charge of the assets and uh, it's it's a whole big proceeding. And I got a notice just uh, yesterday uh, about the. Uh, or or this, this last business week, the, I had lied to him after waiting. I don't know how many months. Unfortunately, he has a life-ending decision for himself, and he was had to uh, quit practicing because he's about to die. Mm-hmm. And so he gave up his law license. And so, so that means they'll have the court's going to have to put another guardian, uh, at li- another attorney, to represent the unknown heirs. So that's going to take some more months. So now we'll probably be over a year by the time this whole thing is done because the person didn't have a will. Wow. Well, anyway, uh, so you want to – do? is that what you want to be remembered for, that you failed to take care of your business, you made it more difficult for your loved ones? And is it going the way you want to begin with? Right. Well, um, so so the idea is as we uh, celebrate our the fourth and our holidays, but also we should pray. Say, well, let's take care of our family. Mm-hmm. Let's take care of our loved ones. Whether it be I say our family, whether it's your significant other or whoever it is that you desire to help out, you would want to make it as easy as possible for them. Yeah. Uh, a will is a at least as a start uh and it, certainly nothing wrong with having a will except for the problem is that uh you know when you have either blended marriages or or blended relationships uh you know children from different relationships or or, or whatever and you have family members it's just more uh a, a potential problem for a contest mm-hmm. so uh, uh but a will is it's better than going through an heirship determination and certainly Will's there's no God-given right to inheritance, but it, but since you have to go by the state's laws, uh, it's you know certainly there's a time frame to contest a trust. On the other hand, uh, somebody can can also contest a trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, um, uh, in, in the Charlie Pride situation we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, they were actually contesting the will. Uh, because they were saying that Charlie Pride was business partners with his wife, uh, and so she had undue influence on him, and Mm -hmm. maybe he had diminished capacity or whatever to say that the will wasn't good. But really, we know uh, that the the secret son was just finding as much as he could. Well, a trust usually avoids probate, uh, which means that to change the title of the assets if the assets are in a trust. You don't have to go by the state's laws, you make your own rules. Right. You don't have to have all the delays. Uh it just whoever you've named, you're in charge of your own assets generally. Uh you you set up the trust, you're the trustee of the trust, you're the beneficiary until you die. Mm-hmm. And uh and so since you're in charge and then when uh you are either disabled or die, then You've named an alternate trustee somebody who you trust. The trustee is somebody you trust. And this way, they could just take care of the bills and distribute according to the terms of the the trust without having any court supervision. And so it's a – the good thing about a trust, too, there are several good things. Uh, uh, Number one, uh, it's it's secret. Uh, It's private. Not necessarily in this order. The biggest reason why people uh, want to have a trust is usually just to avoid probate and make it easier for your beneficiaries. But, uh, you know, on the Charlie Pride thing that I've just, you know, that we mentioned a few weeks ago, uh, right before the show, uh, what I did was five minutes before the show, I looked up Charlie Pride's will because it's a matter of public record. Right. Anybody could look up anybody's will. Whereas mm-hmm. on trust, nobody knows. Yeah. You know? right. So so I said, okay, I'll just look up the will and see what happened here right before the show. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, um, so with the trust, that that wouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Nobody could see the trust. You might have mm-hmm. property deed insurance trust, so, uh, so maybe people could see a deed. But a will, you have to uh, – it's a matter of public record. If you do an inventory, uh, then the inventory, the assets that are passing by the will – uh, would be uh, could be a matter of public record as well, and so in this information age, uh, it may be something that you some people want to keep private.
1: Yes, that's a very good point. So, it is um an information age. I was reading the the other day that uh, during the Tour de France, this woman held up a sign while the racers were yeah. taking off and caused a twenty-five. Uh, Bike pile up apparently, and she ran away. She's German, and they couldn't find her because it was in France. And then they finally found her uh, because she held up the sign that said something like "Hi Mom" in German or something like that, and, and knocked everybody, and knocked all those racers out of the race. And so they finally arrested her five, six days later. And she's going to be fined seventeen hundred dollars. And you're thinking, "Wow, that, that's all that's going to happen." Well, no. I think Michael the Tour de France is going to sue her. I think the sponsors are going to sue her for the damage that she created and all the, the, what, what the training was lost and the opportunities of promotion and winning were lost. So my point is that anybody can sue anybody, as you've taught us. Anybody can yeah. contest anything like you've taught us. And your purpose of your workshops, and the next one is Saturday, July the 17th at 10 o'clock, is to make the will, the trust, any estate plan incontestable and that's what you've been doing for decades now and that's why you want people to come to the workshop to help them firm up shore up that incontestable status of their situation
2: well i guess you could as, as charlie pride's situation illustrates anybody could contest but you certainly could make uh, layers of protection and it's just a matter of how many layers of protection that you want right and so whether you know and it's all sorts of different types of things but it, to, but as, as to your point, yes, the free workshop, we go over the different types of things. Whatever questions that people may be wanting to know about, this last mm-hmm. workshop we had uh, uh, at the end of June uh, was, uh, you know, people were asking a lot of questions about Medicaid, mm-hmm. about planning for long-term care yes, for sir. a loved one because they didn't have uh, a lot of, uh, uh, they, you know, Medicare doesn't take care of long-term care, and most people don't have long-term care insurance. Uh, but so you never know what the questions are going to be. But we ask people what they want to know, mm-hmm. and then for that in that two-hour free estate planning essentials workshop with no obligation, uh, we go over whatever your questions might be, and you'll listen to the other people's questions. That we call it a workshop, not a seminar, because that way. Uh, it's you know free for people to ask questions whether they want to be heard on it's a Zoom uh, link so but we make it real simple we give you instructions if you've never done Zoom before mm-hmm. uh, if you want to be seen you could be seen if you don't want to be seen or heard you don't have to be so it's it's mm-hmm. just a matter of whatever your preference is and you can just do it from the comforts of your own home right or wherever you may live and so to go to that two, uh, two hour free estate planning essentials workshop. All you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102 or sign up online at com. That's com. As you mentioned, the next workshop is on Saturday, July 17th at 10 o'clock a.m. You'll see that... Uh, uh, I think you're going to find it enjoyable. We try to have a little fun along the way. And uh, you'll. And if you do go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, as other KAAM listeners have known from before, we give a free one-hour vision meeting without any obligation as well to go over your situation perhaps in more detail to make sure that you ensure – that your family is protected the way you want, whether it's uh, or your loved ones or the way you want in the case that we have here today, so that you could, whether it's being a will or trust or beneficiary designation or planning for incapacity or end of life uh, or planning for protection for uh, disability or, uh, you know, all credit protection, marital protection, All sorts of different types of things depending upon what the goals of the client are, and that's why everybody's plan is different. Uh, So, uh, again, to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, to get not only the two hours of free education, legal education, to protect your family the best way you want, uh, all you have to do uh, is call 214-720-0102, or sign up online at com.
1: Excellent. The workshop is Saturday, July the 17th at 10 o'clock. So, Michael, uh, we got about three, four minutes left. Uh, can you summarize oh, what we, I know, there's always so much more to talk about. We need like two hours
2: many times, including today. But can you at least summarize what we've said so far? Yeah. Yeah, so far we've said... You should have either on the inheritance issue, we haven't even gotten to the incapacity very much, or end of life. But on the inheritance issue, people. some people do wills, some people do trust. Some people have beneficiary designations, but you got to be careful. I remember we had a situation. I was looking at somebody's life insurance uh, uh, beneficiary designation forms when when I asked for information. And I said, who is so-and-so? Oh that was my wife 3 wives ago. I said, "Oh, you named her." He said, "Why do you ask?" And he said, "Oh, I see you have her as a beneficiary of your life insurance policy." I think he hit the roof. Uh, you know, so you have to look at <laughs> I think yeah. you have to in other words, a lot of times people make a beneficiary designation and then there's changes in life and they fail to revise that whether it be a life insurance policy or mm-hmm. a retirement account or mm-hmm. something else. So you have to be uh careful uh on what you've done, and check up on things from time to time, yep. real briefly, because I only have a minute or two. For incapacity, uh, if if you have the trust, at least the assets in the trust are can uh, are taken care of by the uh, trustee of the trust, even if you lack capacity. But if you don't have a trust, uh, or if you have some sort of like assets not in the trust, like a retirement account, then you need to have a financial power of attorney, assuming that you have somebody that you trust. Conduct your financial affairs or legal affairs on your behalf, during especially if you're incapacitated. There's also medical powers of attorney who can make medical decisions for you, and a living will to take care of uh, what happens after you die, or excuse me, to 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 let people let you die uh, under your terms uh, if your condition is either terminal or if you have an irreversible condition like a persistent vegetative state. Hmm. A lot more to go into. I know yep. that I, I, I'm giving a quick, 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 quick uh, explanation, but if you go to the workshop, we'll go into it in more detail or whatever other questions that you might want to have answered, whether it be – it could be about tax issues as far as what's going on in Congress or what's being proposed, or it could be, again, on – estate planning, it could be about Medicaid, it could be, you know, here we're celebrating Independence Day, uh, it could be about veterans benefits, uh, it could be any number of types of things that affect uh, you and your, your loved ones to make sure that they're taken care of under the terms and conditions that you want and make it as easy as possible for them. And
1: that's, and that's the point of the program. I probably should have said Michael Q. Cohen today because it's all about questions. They go to the workshop to ask questions. When they meet with you privately at the vision meeting after the workshop, then you ask questions, and you know what to ask. You've been doing this for decades, so you know exactly what to ask them, and many times they're horrified. And as you said, we'll go through the roof, but at least you caught it in time. And that's the whole point. Michael's job is to catch things, to make sure they're exactly the way you want them while you're alive and after you've passed away. To attend Michael's next workshop, which again is Saturday, July the 17th at 10 o'clock, dial 214. 7200102 it's online it's from the comfort of your own home you can't you don't have to leave the house you don't have to be seen to be on the zoom call you can just listen and michael will ask you a question if you have one and you'll get that free advice that no one else in my opinion can provide or go to dallaselderlawyer.com to sign up Dallas Elder Lawyer to sign up for that uh, estate planning essentials workshop and you will not regret it. Michael Cohen, I thank you, sir.
2: Thank you, Don, and happy Independence Day to all.
0: 720-0102. That's 214 A talk show host on 770-KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today.